Welcome to DT and VT, starring myself, Daryl Taylor, and my co-host, a good friend of mine, Vernon Thomas. We have an interview and networking-based show. Our guests have excelled in their field and will help listeners traverse the confusions of the job market. Yeah, it's always awesome, you know, going out, networking. I like to say handshakes equal freedom, right? Because once again, like, you never know, you never may know who I know. I never may know who you know, right? We're all seven handshakes away from anybody in the world. Networking is awesome. Uh, Tell us what line of work you're in and, you know, a little bit about your background. We get right into it. Awesome, man. So a little bit about me. I'm born and raised in Patterson, New Jersey. And I ended up, you know, playing football. I went to school for free to play football at Wagner College. I ended up transferring from there, you know, to play at Cutstown University. And then in that little transition, as I was transferring, I started learning more about money learning more about relationships, learning more about networking, learning more about business. And then from there, it just clicked, you know, right around like March, 2020, right around COVID, you know, that's when my life really started to change for the better. I started switching my paradigm. Once again, I started really learning about who I want to become, having that awareness of actually like where I want to, where do I see myself, you know, let's say at the end of my life, you know, so so I learned more about business and I've been into different sales jobs, different distributors of different companies, built different sales teams. And as of right now, I'm a financial consultant in Midtown Manhattan, uh, where we help people, you know, get closer to financial freedom. You know, people who put themselves in a hole, we're able to help them build a plan to get them back on track. And on the side, as of right now, I do a few things, but the main thing I'm working on is I'm a co-founder of a lead generation company named Infinity and Beyond Leads. And what we do is we give business owners peace of mind. So essentially, obviously, I know we both know that leads are the, the life, the blood, like the bloodline of any business, right? So what we're able to do is use our software that we have created and the software that we use to target specific specific leads for different industries, different niches, so we can give those leads directly to certain people. And the significance of that is instead of somebody, a business owner having to worry about buying leads or generating leads, what they'll do is just get the leads and all you have to do is worry about closing the deals. Right. So that's what we're working on right now. That's a little bit about me. Um, Yeah. So I do appreciate you guys for having me here, man. Um, I'm excited to see what else we got in store. Patterson, New Jersey. That's like the home of uh, Victor Cruz. Yeah. Victor Cruz. Fetty Wap. I know if y'all remember Fetty Wap. Oh, yeah, I know Fetty Wap. Yeah, but yeah, I, you, I, I know Patterson, New Jersey, uh, well from Victor Cruz and everything. And uh, well, let me ask you something. You said football. So what positions did you play in football? Yeah, so I actually started off as a receiver. So, I mean, when I was little, I was like on and off. I was more so playing basketball. I was real skinny. I'm tall for my age. And freshman year, I ended up going to Paramus Catholic. And at that point in time, Paramus Catholic was like a dominant powerhouse. Like they were the best team in the country at one point. And my brother, I seen him play throughout his four years. When I was a freshman, he was a senior. I'm sure you guys like know Jabril Peppers, Rashawn Gary. Like I played, I didn't play with Jabril, but I played with Rashawn. Right? We were just around, you know, dominant people. So it's like, why wouldn't I just take the opportunity and run with it? 
you know, so freshman year, I was like, let me just play football. I stopped playing basketball. I was playing wide receiver. And this was like sophomore year of high school. And I wasn't getting the ball, right? I'm like, this is so boring, you know, just blocking, you know, not getting the ball. So I went with my DB coach. I was like, hey, his name's Coach Walker. I was like, Coach Walker, I don't think wide receivers for me. I want to have more fun. I want to run around and hit people. So they ended up switching me to safety. And then played a strong safety a little bit, um, free safety, strong safety, sophomore year. Then or junior year, they just transitioned me over to outside linebacker. And keep in mind, at this point in time, like 160 playing outside linebacker against people who are going to Ohio State, offensive linemen going to Ohio State, right? Ohio State, like big schools like that, Bama. And I'm still like holding my own like, at 160 playing outside linebacker. And then ultimately going into college, I went to school for outside linebacker. And I finished my career off at playing, I was playing D-end. I cut sound, you know, just a transition. Um, but yeah, like my main, my prime was definitely outside linebacker. Talk to me about your current team. Uh, uh, the team that what, I like? Yeah, no, no, a current team, sorry, current team career-wise with the startup. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. So for sure. So me and um, my co-founder, his name is Bryce. So I actually met Bryce in a group, like from networking, which is insane. Um, it was it's a long story, but we met through like a networking group. And that's what I thought it was at first, but ultimately it turned out to be much more than that. Right? It turned out to be like brotherhood, like friendships I know I'm going to have for my entire life. And I met Bryce through this group. And ultimately, you know, we were down in Texas. This was like maybe about a year ago now. And actually less than a year. It was in November. So we were in Texas. It was like an event we had. Uh, we were just, we got real close at this event. So I knew him for about a year, maybe like six months prior to this event. I seen him, seen him a few times. But at that specific event in Texas is where it really kicked it off. And then coming back, you know, going into the new year, um, a lot of goals are written down, a lot of things that I really saw myself doing for this year, you know, ended up coming true. Like it's coming true as we're going through the year. But to go back to Bryce, he's the co-founder of Infinity and Beyond Leads. You know, we had a lot of like pivots since we got started. You know, we first wanted to start as like a news, like a unreleased type of news, because you know, like mainstream media obviously doesn't like show everything of what's really going on behind the scenes. Right? There's a lot of stuff that is not shown on CNN, which should be being shown, right? But obviously, it's not for many reasons. But that was our first step. Like, our first idea was to make um, behind-the-scene news mainstream, right? Like Rumble. I'm not, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with Rumble, but something like that, right? But we took a pivot and, you know, just through conversations, through networking, we're able to figure out, like, every business needs leads, Right. We've been a part of many different companies, we've been a part of many different businesses. And yeah, we had some success, but the reason why we like maybe it died down or fizzled down was because we didn't have enough leads or we couldn't generate enough leads to keep the business going. So we were able to figure out if we're in a market that could pertain to any business, you know, and any business could benefit from what we offer. There's millions of businesses throughout. There's millions of businesses in the world and millions of businesses that close down. And the only reason those businesses close down is because most likely because they don't have those leads. 
So that's what we came to a conclusion, just masterminding, you know, really figuring out like game planning, what we can do. And we actually have our first client um, coming up. He's in the funding, he's in the credit business. Um, he funds people through business credit. So that's our first client and we're excited. We just started working with him last week. And yeah, we're excited to get him more calls on his calendar. So all he has to worry about is just booking or closing deals. Now he just opens his calendar. Oh, cool. Got a week's worth of, of calls on there and just close his deals. So yeah, just to tie it all back, you know, me and Bryce, we've been working on this for a little while now. And we're excited to see where it goes. Daryl and I, we've talked about this with many people that have been athletes where the transition, we always talk about the transition from going from a sport to, okay, life after a sport. Football, show life is what, about like three years or so. And, you know, you said you played against guys that went to Ohio State and everything. Did you ever feel like, you know, I could be one of those guys and maybe make it one day in the NFL? Even, you know, I get some people might say, well, the NFL was never my mindset. Did you ever, like, think that that could be like where you possibly could go, like to continue your uh, pro football career. How I would answer that is like going through, you know, high school, like going back to like I was like, like I said, I was one seventy playing outside linebacker, and at this point in time in my life, I'm not, I don't care about my body. Right? I'm putting my body on the line every single play for like my brother next to me, right? And that's what I was doing, and it comes like I had like wear and tear, you know, I tore both of my shoulder labrums. So I had to get surgery on both my shoulders. And I would say when I was in college, the love of football, I started started to lose it, you know. And going to the NFL was a possibility. And for me, I was like, okay, maybe if I go to the NFL, maybe I'll make some money. Right. And that just goes back to the paradigm that we have as black males, a majority that we can only make money from playing football or um, rapping or music, right? And that's the paradigm that I had, which was insane. You know, just ha based off of my background, like it's crazy that that's how I was thinking. But that's what I thought, like maybe I'll just keep playing, you know, my body's sore, I don't really like doing this anymore, but maybe I'll go to the NFL, right? I didn't, that wasn't a passion of mine, but maybe I'll do it. And then ultimately, the, like going back to that transition, COVID, like COVID was a term, a big turning point in my life. Um, it was a, a terrible year for a lot of people, but for me specifically, and I could say my family in general, it was like a real turning point where it comes to like my mind, my mind shift of like making money, right? Because I started seeing more people like that are black, young black men. At this point in time, I was like 19. I'm seeing 22-year-olds, 23-year-olds, like, driving Rolls Royce, driving Ferraris, Benzes, you know, money, like, penthouses, you know, all this stuff. And I'm like, they don't rap? They don't play sports? I'm like, wow, this is insane. They're just doing this through business, right? So to answer your question, the NFL wasn't really a priority for me. It was more so maybe I'll do it just to make money. But once I realized I can make money doing other things, not putting my body on the line every single day, then that's when it shifted for me. Pre-COVID, was it post-COVID? Like, when did you say, you know what, football, like, isn't it? And I want to go into business. Was it because of the injuries? I know you say you tore both of your, your shoulder labrums. Like, when was, like, the, like, you knew 
you were going to make this transition. You were going to be at peace with making this transition. Yeah. So that's awesome <clears throat> because it was like a, a rough time in my life at that point in time, you know, just going back and forth like with my mom and everything, but I'll go back to exactly like how it like planned out. So I'm tra I'm transferring from Wagner to Cutstown. And at this point in time, like at Wagner, I didn't have the best experience. So, you know, it kind of like, you know how they can say like a coach can ruin a person's love for the game. It was kind of like that, but it's more so like the environment. And like just in retrospect, looking back, there's a lot of things that I could have changed differently. But at that point in time in my life, I wasn't aware of myself. You know, I was just playing victim. So I was playing victim. I was blaming. But ultimately, I started losing my love for the game. And I wanted to transfer. But I missed the cutoff by, like, one week. Like, I talked to the coach. I was like, yeah, I want to start in the winter semester. And I actually missed the cutoff. So he was like, winter semester is done for right now. Just get ready for um, spring semester. Or what is it? Yeah, spring semester. So I was like, cool, I'll be ready. At this point in time, I got a job, um, my first job working at Models Sporting Goods. And it was like $11 an hour, that's pre-tax, right? So what am I making, like $8 an hour or something insane, you know, working eight hours a day. And it was cool, you know, like first job, you know, I'm a hard worker. I was like, cool, whatever. And then COVID hits, they say it's gonna be like two weeks, you know, it's good. we're all gonna be back working. That two weeks turned into like a year, you know, like eight months. And I don't know if you guys remember remember those stimulus checks. I started getting paid $800 a week because I was working prior to COVID. So at this point in time, you know, I'm getting $800 a week. And I'm like, wow, this is insane. And then my brother, like randomly came into my room. He was like, yo, there's this thing that our cousin told us about. His name's Cousin Daniel. He was like, your Cousin Daniel told me about this thing. I need you to come like check it out with me. He's going to show us a presentation. I'm like, cool. Why not, right? So we hop on a call. And that's where I started seeing like those, um, the black, the young black men that I was telling you about earlier. You know, he's showing me their Instagrams. And yeah, this is what they do. Facade or not, right? It's still the fact of that, like, really like opened up my mind seeing people with this, materialistic stuff you know it really showed me that you don't have to rap or go to play sports at that point or to make money so after that i started diving deep right i listened to i'm sure you guys are familiar with the secret you've heard of that here and there i've like heard rumblings okay. yeah so the secret is there's a lot of fluff Right. A lot of people try to sell you on, you know, feel good all the time, think positive and you'll make money or whatever. It's a lot of fluff, but the premise behind it is, you know, good in, good out, essentially. And what they were talking about in The Secret was the, something called the law of attraction. And essentially how that is, is you'll hear a lot of like gurus and people say that it's you say what you want and it comes. And they give a, a specific example in there that always sticks with me. It goes, the reason why the things that you want are not coming immediately is because think about it like this. If you wanted an elephant right now, if the elephant came, as soon as you thought about it, you would have no place for it. It'll be a big elephant in your room. It'll be pooping all over. You have nothing to do with it. And I was like, wow, that makes a lot of sense. 
right? It felt like I was doing something illegal <laughs> watching that. So I ended up going to my friend's house and I told him, I'm like, hey, bro, you ever heard of The Secret? He's like, nah, I'm like, they talk about the law of attraction. I gave that example on why it doesn't come immediately. And then from there, I just started diving deep, you know, business books, um, psychology, you know, um, the universe, like how everything works. And I was about, I was 19, so now I'm 23. And just the compound effect, I can see it, you know, paying off, you know, just being around the people I'm around, talking about the things we're talking about. So that transition from, you know, pre-COVID to post-COVID, it was like just that from that point on, you know, just diving deep, you know, studying, you know, working on becoming the best possible version that I can become to ultimately have the, the most impact on this world, you know, in my experience. First, you have your first client up. Is So you, are you just taking your time with that or are there more clients on the way? And what are you thinking long term? Yeah, man. So appreciate you asking that. And I would say we started testing because obviously like the way it's set up, like you can buy leads from any company. There's a lot of places where you can buy leads, but you won't always know if those are real people. Like they could be bots. And we've come across a lot of accounts that we're able to gather when they're just bots, right? And that ultimately messes up the contact strategy and all this technical stuff. But I would say us, for example, we were figuring out our strategy to make sure that what we are doing actually works before we start, you know, promoting it. So for the past few months, we've just been working on, you know, Con our contact strategy, working on our software, making sure everything's all set. And it's been awesome. Like, we wanted to make sure everything was all good before we took our first client. So it's been awesome. Um, our beta was pretty cool. You know, we had some very high percentages, right? We ended our campaign. The last 12 days of our campaign, we sent out um, like 1,500 emails. And we ended up having like a 200 plus open rate. Right, because we had like a compound of emails sent out prior to that to that 12 day. But we ended the, the campaign off beautifully, you know, 200 plus open rate, about 86 link, link clicks. That's somebody actually taking a look at the product. So, I mean, that's next level, right? Just imagine as a business owner, you're able to get your product in front of 3,000 new people at once, right? And also, too, like our entire beta. I think we sent like maybe like plus 20,000 emails and we had an over a 50% open rate. So let's say you're getting your product in front of an extra 10,000 plus people at once, right? The power of that. So from there we said, okay, this works. We know this works. Now I'm out, you know, networking, talking to different people, getting information. And that's where we met, excuse me, that's where we met our first client. And then from there we kicked it off and he's been super grateful so far. And I wouldn't say we're necessarily just taking our time. Um, we do have another client lined up. Um, we're going to be starting him off next week, um, like around Wednesday. Uh, but we just want to get this off the ground running. And once we create the system and it's set in place, then we can just continue to move from there. You got the, your first client. Um, what are like, the other ways that you want to like expose your business to like other people that way it can start getting further off the ground because obviously exposure will obviously lead to expansion yeah so i mean as of right now uh what we're doing 
is just more so like going to networking events, you know, meeting different business owners, seeing if they need help with, you know, getting leads or, you know, maybe their marketing or maybe their contact, their like outreach isn't too good. So just going to networking events, finding people there. And um, we just recently started our um, Instagram page not too long ago. Uh, where we just post our results, you know, so people can actually see like what's going on. And I would say um, coming soon, definitely, I guess you can say like ads, like paid ads. But I would say word of mouth is something that we're really going to work hard on because let's just say a question that I ask and we ask ourselves is what if our only way to grow this business was through word of mouth? How would we treat this customer or how would we treat our next client? Right. So just having that mindset, you know, giving our all to that specific client, he or she is going to go out and tell her friends or his friends. And if they don't, so be it. You know, there's thousands of other people, tens of thousands of other people that we can talk to, network with, you know, and ultimately grow from there. How many and how often are you going to these networking events? Yeah, man. So there was a point in time in my life where I used to trade. I'm sure you guys are familiar with like Forex. So I used to trade in the foreign exchange market. Um, I did that for about two years and I traded gold specifically. And at this point in time, I'm making money through doing that, like crypto and stuff. And it's like, I can make millions of dollars without ever leaving my home. And that's kind of, it's cool. And at the same time, it's not, right? Because we're, we, live, we live in a universe where it's people, right? There's people everywhere. You know, so when you can master the ability of talking to people and networking, then you can ultimately, you know, open doors up you can never even have imagined. So I met a few people and they kind of like made me think that way. They switched my paradigm around, you know, making money. Like it's not just about making money, but it's more so how you do it. So I was able you know, take a break from trading and I started just going out, talking to people, networking. Um, there was a point in time in my life where I was, that was like my daily routine. Like every day I would try to hit a networking event. As of right now, um, the past few months, it's been like one or two a week. I'm definitely trying to make that more of a priority and start going to more. I'm actually talking to one of my friends, a couple of my friends, and our standard right now is two. You know, our standard is, yeah, standard is two goal or two events a week, and we're looking to push to three for like as a goal. So I'll just keep building that up. You know, the more events we can get to, the better. Right, going back to what I said earlier, you know, handshakes equal freedom. And that's what we stand by. And it's the truth, man. Like, I I wouldn't be here right now if I didn't, like, open my mouth and speak to different types of people. So, yeah, man. So, cool. about two or three right now a week. Now, have you ever thought about going back to colleges and just talking with, let's say, athletes about this because there are other athletes that are probably having the same problem where eventually, you know, not everybody's going to make it to the league as we always say. So, so obviously they have to make the transition from going from being an athlete to going to a nine to five or business or something like that. And that can be rough for a lot of people where all they know in life is sports, athletes, athletics, and everything. So have you ever thought about maybe like networking networking with students as far as, okay, yeah, we can go to, you know, network conventions, which is great to lift our business off the ground. But once that happens, have you ever thought about maybe going to 
schools that were these athletes would love to hear a voice like yours to where you're a former athlete yourself to where you went from playing football. And then now you and your man, Bryce, you have your own business together where you're starting off the ground to where you're doing that transition. So I know a lot of people, you know, who actually, you know, went that path in the terms of they think they're going to the NFL and they're working as hard as they can, right? NFL, not going to get into a lot of politics, obviously. Um, so some people think they're good, but they don't play the game correctly and they end up, you know, not making it. And now their entire life, especially going to like big division one schools, like, these quarter, like these big Division One athletes, a lot of them are smart, but at the same time, it's like they have so much guidance and so much help, right? It's like you can have someone write your paper for you. You can have someone do this homework assignment for you. You can have this is football, 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 football for a lot of people. So it's like if you don't hit, if you don't make it to the league, then what's next? Right? A lot of people don't have that thought of what's going to be next. So. I we haven't I haven't really thought of doing that like talking to student athletes. That's a really good point. I think I'm gonna like start looking into that. Um, that's awesome. I'm glad you brought that up. But yeah, because like there is a lot of you know points. Like everyone can't make it. You know, the pads are gonna be hung up eventually. You know, so yeah, that's a great point, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna look into that definitely. What's great about you is that you really emphasize the communication value of business because a lot of people just go off of their knowledge alone, but it's still it's still interactive. It's still a social aspect to it. So just talk about how you acquired those skills and how you still continue to build them. Yeah, so I would say it's, it's pretty funny because like growing up, my mom, like God bless her for doing this. She actually, because I have an older brother and a younger sister. So what she did was actually like write out a journal entry. Not every day, but when I was born, like all the way up until I was like 11, like she would write a few journal entries a month. So I had like a, like something that's looking in the past to see exactly how I was, you know, as a kid. And just looking in there, I was always great at communicating. You know, I was always great at actually like talking to people, you know, persuasion, influence, just based off of what she wrote. You know, it's always good at this. But I mean, if you don't, anything you don't use, you lose, right? Anything is a skill, right? So just using it to answer your question there is just talking to more people, right? When there's, you're at a networking event and you're standing there and you're like, oh, should I talk to that person? Why not? You know, push myself, go ahead and ask questions, you know, figure out exactly um what what do they like, you know, see what you can learn from them, see if you can help them out. So I would say the main premise of communication is, I would say, asking questions, see where that person is at. So you can, you know, gauge where you want the conversation to go. And just based off of what they say, maybe if you have information on it, cool. Maybe if you don't, just ask more questions. But if you do, then that's cool. Now you guys can talk about that. So I would say just asking questions and, you know, just listening. And I would really, like, take took me a long way um, it would take a lot of people a long way like i don't know if you guys heard of um how to win friends and influence people the book i bought it um oh my god maybe may I haven't cracked it open yet since i've been doing this uh personal training study 
But that was one of the main things. This guy, Michael Sartain, I'm not going to get too deep into it. He has like a list of like 120 books that he that he either reads or listens to on audio. And that's at the top Mm -hmm. of one of the top of the list. Yeah. Yeah. That book is awesome. Like I had that book on repeat at one point in time. I'm just over and over and over again. And that's really helped me, you know, so I would say checking that out would be a great resource. Yeah. Networking, I mean, is a big part of just now everyday life, whether you have business or like us doing this podcast and everything is D because DTNI is more sports, media, journalism, and networking that people don't understand is like it's so valuable and it's so important just to connect. Getting back to like the early conversation that we had before, as far as figuring out the next step. And I feel like this generation nowadays, that's been the main priority of figuring the next step. You know, even if you, let's say you weren't even an athlete, we're coming out of COVID, we came out of a pandemic and everything, trying to figure out what's next to do, I think sometimes can be the hardest thing because you're trying to get your foot through the door step. And some certain companies don't want to hire you, don't want to take a chance on you and everything stuff. But Really, like, what, truly, like, when did you have to find or try to figure out what the next step was going to be for you? Just throughout my entire, like, life, any, like, time frame specifically you're looking for? Career-wise. Like, it, I, I talked about transitioning to, obviously, from football to business. But sometimes, like, figuring out, like, what you want to do. Like, sometimes you go to college and it's like, I don't know what I want to major in. When did you, like, figure that you wanted to get more into, like, the 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 business that you're at and doing right now, of course, with your man, Bryce. So when I was at Crutchtown, um, this was like going back to like COVID hitting. So that semester after COVID, like after, you know, those first few months, it was online. So, you know, I'm home, I'm chilling. I'm going to sleep during, um, during class, put my camera off. Um, and, you know, just really, yeah, it's like, I'm all right. Cool. Yeah, so just really, you know, having that freedom. And then when I ended up going back to school, you know, I have a roommate now, somebody I don't even know. We don't even talk. And I'm reading books. I'm just reading books all day, as many books as I can. And at this point in time, I'm also trading in the forest market. So I'm making money there, making money with crypto. So I'm like, I'm making money. Without what I have, without what I'm learning in school, I'm making money on my own based off of my own studies. And I'm learning more from these books than I am from my teachers, right? So at that point in time, I actually stopped playing football as well. And when I stopped playing football, there was this point in time where, like, why am I here? You know, I came to play football, essentially. And I'm learning more from books than I am from my teachers. And I'm making money already. So at that point in time, you know, there was a battle between me and my mom. You know, she's like, you're not dropping out. I'm like, yes, I am. She's like, no, you're not. And I ended up, you know, doing it. I'm like, this is my life. You know, that is something that a lot of people could, you know, take value from. Because I know a lot of people are, like, doing things based off of what other people want them to do. But I had to take control of my own life. Right, cool. Like this is my life. I know what I want to do, and I don't want to do this anymore. So I ended up transitioning, you know, 
into, you know, the workforce. And then from there, you know, my mom's happy where I'm at. You know, she, she now sees the vision. She still wants me to go back to school. But it's like, at this point in time, it's not really a priority, you know, when I can crack open a textbook and learn something on my own real quick and then end up moving on. I don't have to go four years and get a degree based off of a subject. I can just go get a book or buy a $2,000 course and, you know, do it from there. Learn on my own. So uh, just to wrap it up, you know, anything you want to really just leave us with, whether it be, just be advice or just, you know, just let your life in general. Yeah, man, I want to say I appreciate you guys for having me on here, man. You guys asked some really good questions. I love people who ask me good questions that make me think. I love that. So I really appreciate you guys. And I would say like the biggest thing, you know, just going back to, I said it many times already, and we spoke about this a lot, right? handshakes really do equal freedom. Right. There's times where I'm in a room and I'm like, how did I get in this room? And then I go back, okay, because I had a conversation with this person and this person liked me. So they ended up sending me this person's contact information. And this person invited me to this big event where there's all these people that I couldn't even imagine me being in the room of. So I would say, you know, just really, you know, opening your mouth, you know, just talking to more people and, you know, just going from there, man. Handshakes equal freedom. That's that's something Thank you for those wonderful words, Ali. Really appreciate that. Sure. That was awesome. Awesome. So we're all good for now? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, I forgot. Yeah. Thank you. I might have saw it on Instagram. So, yeah. Happy belated. We just turned, was it 23 or 24? Uh, yeah, appreciate it. So I turned 23 yesterday. 23. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Happy belated to you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Most definitely, man. Yeah, appreciate you coming on and, you know, we'll have this distributed soon. For sure. Appreciate you guys. Yeah. Have a good one, all right? This has been DT and VT. Thank you for listening and hope you will join us on the next episode.